0: Bowl season has now come and gone, but don't beat yourself up if you missed it. It's still a great time to get in on the action with my bookie. You missed the 41 record bowl games to bet on, but we still have the national championship game, Jan 7, and that one's going to be a monster. It still is the most wonderful time of the year, and with the NFL playoffs coming up, oh yeah, you're going to want in. Make sure you are ready for the daily action by signing up at MyBookie today. They pay fast when you win. They're all about good customer service. And they have some wild props, which are always fun to bet. Where you bet is as important as who you're betting on. And if you want to make money, you got to go to MyBookie. I've dealt with them all season, but don't take my word for it. Check them out yourself. You'll be satisfied. Join now. MyBookie will offer a 50% deposit bonus. To make sure you've got a nice bankroll to start 2019, use promo code Zabe when you deposit to activate the offer. That's promo code Zabe. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. At my bookie, you play, you win, and you get paid. Today on the Zabe Cast, if anybody has earned the right to skip the All Star Game, it's Ovi, which is exactly why I hate it. Mike Tomlin's quotes make no sense. The standard is the standard. And yet he says them so convincingly. Notorious J.A.Y. from a hospital bed. New character alert, Houston Scotty. All of that plus pour him out in threes today. A bonus, 30 minutes of me is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go.
1: And here he is, having the time of his life.
0: Thursday, January 3rd, 2019. Thank you for downloading. Announcement, tomorrow there will be a free football one-way Friday. The one-way is just going to be me and Mr. X going through all four games, giving you some numbers, giving you some trends, some angles, some thoughts, and of course our picks for the games. That'll be absolutely free. And then as part of the premium subscription, I've got a Steakhouse Confidential, we're taping Thursday night uh, with a couple of guys who have been working on lobbying for legalized sports gambling in the District of Columbia. And you might think that sounds kind of dry. I'm going to be talking to a bunch of policy wonks, but the whole marketplace of online gambling on sports, where it is now, where it's headed, and the legislative hurdles is actually quite fascinating. So I think you'll enjoy that. That will be for our premium subscribers. But tomorrow's Me and Mr. X football preview show, about a half an hour, give or take, all four games, absolutely free on a recorded message, as they say in the scam decapping world. Let's get into today's podcast. I will start with Alex Ovechkin deciding to skip the All-Star game. He announced this today, and he will sustain a one-game suspension by the NHL for doing so. I know that he is once again on pace for an MVP season. I know that he delivered my team a Stanley Cup championship and a parade that will not soon be forgotten. I understand all this. I still don't like it. And it's not that I'm bashing Ovi. It's just I still think like this. You got the rest of your life to not go to All-Star Games. And I don't want to hear about my body this and the media obligations that, and boy, you know, this 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 schedule, because the, the Capitals don't play the following week. So, you know, All-Star weekend is Jan 26-27. Then the Caps have off until Friday. That's four more days. You know, he's got a whole week, from, week and a half from his last game uh, in Toronto on the 23rd. I just think that it's like George Allen said when somebody complained about playing on Christmas. You got you got a whole you got a whole life full of Christmases. This is this is the National Football League. I also believe that there are little Jimmies that'll be in San Jose where they're having the All Star game. And they're gonna say to themselves, Daddy, why isn't Alexander Ovechkin here? And I know it's cheap to once again go to the what about the kids argument. It reminds me of the Sopranos episode, Whitecaps, which I think was voted the number one episode of all in the series, and I watched it again over the weekend. I got sucked in. I was on HBO Go on my iPad, and I was like, mm, let me start watching this. Couldn't stop watching it. It's the one where you know, Carmella gets the call from the Russian who says, I've been fucking your husband, and she goes crazy, and they split up, and then they have another argument after that. Compelling stuff. But when Tony was saying, well, what about the kids? Carmella says with a straight face, yeah, it's horrible, isn't it? They'll just have to muddle through or something like that. So I don't want to make an argument of, oh, what about the kids who were hoping to see Alex Ovechkin in the All-Star game? That, it's a weak argument, but I'm still going to kind of trot it out there. I believe that the promotion of the game of hockey requires the stars, especially when they're still playing great like Ovi is, to be present and to participate, and I believe this in hockey. I believe it in basketball. Maybe not so much football with the Pro Bowl because that's a whole different animal. But I believe it to my core. There are some that say, "Ah, oh, these ex, these All Star games are are they should be banished anyway. We don't need them. Every game's on cable. Everyone knows every player. It's not like the old days. The shameless money grabs. The guys don't try hard. Get rid of them. Oh God, no! I am of the exact opposite mindset these are continuing ways to promote the game and i just don't believe that obi even with the format of well it's three teams and then you're skating three on three and it's you can't loaf as much or play a little bit of time and say okay i did it like you once could in the all-star game i just don't believe it's a very onerous situation they say deaths come in threes. I don't think there's any real documentation to that. And there's always a loose interpretation of, hey, there was this person that was kind of well-known and that person that was kind of well-known, and then somebody else a week later. Well, does that really count as three? But on, Mon- or on Wednesday, the fake Monday of this week, we did have three pretty high-profile names pass away. First mean Gene Okerlund, wrestling announcer legend. Then Bob Einstein, a.k.a. Super Dave Osborne and Marty Funkhouser from Curvy Enthusiasm. And then Daryl Dragon, a.k.a. The Captain, from the 70s super duo The Captain and Tennille. Let's start with those two kids. Because this song from 1975, Love Will Keep Us Together, might have been the first song I ever remembered as a kid. Riding around in my parents' Mercury Braum, a big old brown land yacht, taking me to the grocery store or the pool or whatever. I'm sure I heard this on the radio with my mom when I was seven. The epitome of the 1970s, Muskrat Love, Do That To Me One More Time, other hits that they had. The two of them end up getting married, and then they got divorced at the very end, where Tennille filed for divorce in the state of Arizona in 2014 after 39 years of marriage. Dragon was unaware of the termination of his marriage until he was served the papers. Ouch! So much for love keeping us together. He was diagnosed with a neurological condition, similar to Parkinson's, known as an essential tremor, which was characterized by such extreme tremors you could no longer play keyboards. But Tennille then you know, kept in friendship with him and was at his bedside until he finally died in Prescott, Arizona. As to why he wore the captain's hat, uh, I have no idea. Uh, that's a question I'll have to dig deeper on. I'm sure I'm sure somebody will text me or email me saying here was the reason. But rest in peace, Daryl Dragon. Super Dave Osborne, a.k.a. Bob Einstein, was a totally different sort of act. Here was one of his bits from back in the 70s where he got on a roller coaster in his full daredevil outfit with a red, white, and blue helmet, looking like Evil Knievel, and sitting next to a bunch of little kids who were just having a great time on the roller coaster, Super Dave played it this way.
2: Everything seems a okay I'll know more when I get to the top.
1: (laughs) We're making our ascent now. Uh, The car feels a little shaky. Uh, The track goes up a little higher than I thought it did. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm getting a little sick to my stomach. Now we're going down. Oh, this is horrible. Oh, Oh, I shouldn't have done this. Can we stop this? Can we stop this? Can we stop this? It's horrible. I see the camera's moving, too. If the camera comes loose, what's gonna happen? Can we stop it before we go into the 360? We're going into the 360. I can't take it. I can't do it. Oh, God. Am I bleeding?
0: Oh, God. Am I I bleeding?
1: I can't tell. came out of the 360, still in the car. Dave, can you hear us? Dave, signal if you can hear us. We seem to have lost communication with Super Dave. Gentlemen, make sure we've got the doctor ready when he gets back down. We're almost through. And remember, you're watching this live, ladies and gentlemen, we hope. He should be coming in in the next 15 seconds. And here he comes. Super Dave,
2: Super Dave. I need a doctor. I am your doctor, Super Dave.
1: (laughs) Doctor, how is he? I think he's going to be all right, but we won't know for about 24 hours. Can I talk to him for a little bit, Doctor? Not for very long. Super Dave, how do you feel? I need a doctor. You've got a doctor with you, Super Dave. Tell me about the ride. How was it? It was awful. I I wouldn't do it again uh, for 10 times the money.
0: (laughs) And that was one of his sketches. He, most of his other sketches or his stunts would go disastrously wrong. He would put a dummy in the final shot that would get wiped out in some insane way. And then he would indicate, like, I'm okay with a thumbs up. They, they would cut to him on the ground, nearly dead, and he'd put his thumbs up. A so-called accomplished stuntman who never got any of his stunts right. He later went on to become Marty Funkhauser in the Curb Your Enthusiasm series. And what was great about Marty was just, he had an edge to him and he wouldn't back down and he would you know, challenge Larry David on all his shit. Rest in peace, Bob Einstein, whose brother was one Albert Einstein who went on to be a, a big Hollywood star by the name of Albert Brooks. And now you know a little bit more of the story. And finally, Mean Gene Okerland, Eugene Arthur Okerland who was one of the great announcers in the World Wrestling Federation, later on the World Championship Wrestling, and worked a number of programs, Mean Gene was the best. I'm not
1: sure, Gene. You want to touch it? That's enough. Uh, hey, real good impression there, you prick. What about the rest of you piss ants? Anybody else want to do impressions? Hey, old oh man, why don't you shut up? What do you call him? Hey, blow it out your ass, O'Hare. <laughs> I got guys that can take out your kneecaps. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, hey.
0: <laughs> then he would interview guys. This was his strength the interview. And
1: much old oh man, is coming straight to you.
0: Honky talk, man, and alike.
1: Yeah, because I'm
0: on a roll and I ain't stopping. Yeah.
1: Elizabeth, go right and I'm going left. Can I ask a question, Macho Man? No more questions. I'm sorry about that. Macho Man Randy Savage.
0: <laughs> that was great. He would always press ahead with, I got to get this interview in. No matter what's happening, no matter if I'm being threatened by these wrestlers or if they're answering with gibberish, I've got to get the answers the fans deserve. Beloved, mean Gene Okerlund, the third of three big names to pass on a Monday or a Wednesday as it were, January 2nd. Bowl season has now come and gone, but don't beat yourself up if you missed it. It's still a great time to get in on the action with my bookie. You missed the 41 record bowl games to bet on, but we still have the national championship game, Jan 7, and that one's going to be a monster. It still is the most wonderful time of the year, and with the NFL playoffs coming up, oh yeah, you're going to want in. Make sure you are ready for the daily action by signing up at MyBookie today. They pay fast when you win. They're all about good customer service. And they have some wild props, which are always fun to bet. Where you bet is as important as who you're betting on. And if you want to make money, you got to go to MyBookie. I've dealt with them all season, but don't take my word for it. Check them out yourself. You'll be satisfied. Join now. MyBookie will offer a 50% deposit bonus. To make sure you've got a nice bankroll to start 2019, use promo code ZABE when you deposit to activate the offer. That's promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha Bravo Echo. At my bookie, you play, you win, and you get paid. Mike Tomlin held his press conference on Wednesday in the wake of the Antonio Brown trade demands and spouted a bunch of Mike tomlin And for this, I figured I'd go to my friend Scott Shirey, In Houston, Texas, big Steeler fan who has had it up to his eyeballs in one Mike Tomlin.
1: Yes? You are
0: live on the ZabeCast. Do not say (laughs) anything that could get yourself fired when talking about Mike Tomlin.
1: (laughs) Brother Man, if I worried about saying something to get me fired, I'd uh, I wouldn't even have taken
0: a call. <laughs> I love it. So, all right. How you so I'm doing good, doing good. Let's get right into it because you have sure. been flaming the living shit out of my timeline after I had on Mike DeCourcy, who Yeah, who <laughs> I don't know if DeCourcy was necessarily defending Tomlin. I think he was providing a narrative of this is how the Steelers do business. You took it personally because you want Tomlin gone.
1: Well, I mean, look. I, with all due respect, which means I can say whatever the hell I want to at this point in time. You, you know, Steve, I think he was defending the Rooney, and there's there's a there's a reverence to the Rooneys that might be a little bit outdated, especially given performance. And I think they've they have extended. A lot more. I mean, Tomlin has won, I think, three playoff games in ten years. Anybody else that gets you fired?
0: What's the worst? Done, what's the worst thing Tomlin does that pisses you off? Of the many litany of things oh you don't like? Oh my
1: God! Um, his well, his challenges really just blow my mind, and 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 it's been discussed, I think, on every level now with every commentator. Of okay. they've got to hire somebody. All to right. handle these challenges because he loses too many of them. That, that drives me nuts. And his time management is terrible. His his trick play calling, though, I think Steve really is the big deal. He tries to pull these trick plays at the least opportune times, and it just leaves your head scratching. It really does.
0: Yeah. And uh, what about the larger narrative of the reasons that everyone is popping off now and they've got all these problems within the team is that they don't have a strong coach to keep the brotherhood together?
1: You know, it's yeah, I'm visiting with my folks this weekend. My dad used to have a saying is, the idiot crazy man out in the street is not your problem until he moves into your front yard. <laughs> that's what the Steelers have right now is. It's fine when these players get a little bit crazy and a little bit out of hand. As long as you're winning, everything is fine. When you're not winning, now it's a problem. And I think it's, it's just gone on too long. There's been way too much rope that's extended for a lot of these guys. Your boy Madden up in pittsburgh said it great last year this is the do nothing gang or done nothing gang they've got no rings they've got no afc championship wins in over a decade and they've got more talent than most teams in the league right now it's really disappointing
0: right but but who on this team are you are you do you feel good about you
1: feel good about connor i i love connor and i love ben look ben is ben is my wife compares me to Big Ben because there are moments of brilliance and moments of stupidity. I really think it's, I, it's just a it's a love hate relationship. I like Connor's story. I really, really, really do. What I think about that's an what about story.
0: Juju? You got everyone loves Juju, oh, right? I
1: have a sweet spot. I have a sweet spot for Juju because he's thoroughly entertaining. He's athleticism through the roof. And I truthfully, I, to be honest with you, when ESPN did that bit when he got drafted, they had that whole had his whole family there. Oh, it was classic. I thought that I thought that was just. I mean, look, the business yields a lot of great stories. That was one of those. I'm like, my God, why couldn't I have had you know the production elements of that? Because it was just a phenomenal thought process. And what a neat character! What a neat guy! I mean, yeah, he uses the social media, but he uses it to be thoroughly entertaining um so i i love juju to pieces but connor connor to me is one of those things he had so much pressure on him at the beginning of the season to fill bell's shoes and did an amazing job with it right up until he got hurt and steve you'll notice when bell got hurt or not with bell, when when connor got hurt that's when the team started to fall off a little bit i think if connor doesn't get hurt a lot of this stuff doesn't happen but it is it is what it is brother you know how you know how injuries work. It. it it corrupts.
0: It is what it is, and the standard is the standard. Oh
1: my God! <laughs> I'm looking right
0: now. I'm looking at a long list. Somebody has created a uh, a page of Mike Tomlin quotes. I'm gonna run. A, <laughs> I'm gonna run a few of these by you. Okay. One is the standard right, is dude, the standard.
1: I, then, I, I hate that one. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. Be
0: where you are.
1: <laughs> be where you are.
0: Right. We're, how about we're uh, not going to live in our fears we're going to live in our hopes
1: you know what that that sounds really great if it were written on a birthday cake I, that's ridiculous <laughs> my mother
0: here's one my mother worked in the shipyards there are no days off did his mother uh, work in the shipyards
1: i to be honest with you i i don't know that his mother did or didn't work in the shipyards but truth be told I don't know any professional football coaches what their mother used to do. So, truthfully, I can't sit here and say that. I wouldn't right. would even acknowledge that. That's hilarious.
0: Here's another Tomlinism. I want structure without the field of structure.
1: Huh? Oh, my. Okay, well, you know what? He could be a vice president for any Fortune 500 company with that kind of nonsense. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> Here's, that is the most nonsensical phrase I've ever heard in a long time. <laughs> did you like
0: this year when he said, we stand by our work? even though it wasn't uh, good enough, we stand by our work?
1: <laughs> you know what? And, again, it's one of these things where I, I, I have to laugh because, Steve, I've been in corporate America a long, long time. I hear that stuff when when performance is off. You hear that kind of thing, and everybody sort of mutters under their breath, well, what what exactly are they trying to say here? We suck this year. It's, no, you can't stand by that. You have to call it out. And, you know what, Steve, that's one of the bigger issues is, Everybody's trying to be, and I say everybody. Tomlin, primarily, way too structured about this. I think there's a time part my language to lose your shit. Oh, sure. And that's, um, I think that's where this team is at right now. Is they need somebody. Look, I call it flip a table. You got to right. get to the point in time. Oh look, I covered ball games, and I actually was in a locker room at one point in time, and, and, and we Arkansas many, many moons ago. I watched a coach come in, just like in the movies, come in and flip a Gatorade table at the halftime. Blew my mind. Oh, yeah. no. Sometimes, I'm, sometimes I'm, that's what you got to do is flip a table. I think Tomlin, his first and second year, had no problem flipping a table. If you remember way back, and I'm not sure if you do or not, the very first season, Tomlin ran these players into the ground in the preseason, and they were gassed by the time they got to the playoffs, and that's why they lost in the first round his first year. He learned his lesson the second time around, and they did beautifully, obviously, winning the Super Bowl that second year. I think he's taken his foot off the gas, and I think he's lost control of the locker room because he's scared to flip a table.
0: And then finally this uh, was asked in in 2013 about not making the playoffs. Tomlin said, quote, we stepped into 16 stadiums this year with an opportunity to state our case, and we didn't state a strong enough case, so I'm not going to lose a lot of sleep over something that went on in a stadium that we weren't even in. We had plenty of opportunities to state our case. Number one, you didn't step into 16 stadiums; You stepped into nine. And secondly, (laughs) how can you say you're not going to lose sleep because of something that didn't go on in your stadium? You didn't didn't win enough games.
1: Should we really be surprised that he would say something like that when his own defensive coordinator this year couldn't even – I mean, actually incorrectly stated the tight end he'd be facing oh. when they played the Bengals?
0: Oh, my you know, God, this was that is, embarrassing.
1: This is, you know, it's one of those things where you look at that, you look at the situation. Steve, you've been around a long time. At some point in time, you've got to make a decision at the top. Even if it's not your fault, you've got to make a move to do something. You are look I mean, it's eerily similar to what's going on with our good friends up in Green Bay right now. It's you, and they made they made a move. It's yeah, it's finally. looking like that. You have Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame. But not yeah. everywhere. But the you Nothing. got another. It's you got crazy. another
0: year of Tomlin. Another year of Tomlin. Uh, Buckle up. Well,
1: you know this. <laughs> as I turn into my year forty six season, I also look at it like this is. I got other shit to do on a Sunday if necessary. If don't, start start again,
0: don't start w- that. Don't no, start that. Don't no. Listen, live, listen, I, Steeler I fan. Don't use. <laughs> don't you say that to other fans who are far less fortunate than you guys. Don't play the "I'll go antiquing on Sunday" card. That's not your card to play. That'll uh, piss us off. All right, Scotty. Uh, hey, real uh, quick, tell yes my sir, yes tell sir, yes my sir. tell my audience why it is that yes you sir. decided to leave the lucrative world of local television sports (laughs) and to become a very happy medical implant maestro in the Houston, Texas area. The one defining event from your news director that you said, you know what? I think I need to do something else. Go.
1: Oh, it was the consultants. I love the way you tell the story. It's one of my favorite things is when you tell people this story is a consultant comes in takes a look at my work. I was the youngest person in the state of Arkansas ever to win an Associated Press Award in, in broadcasting. I had all the accolades. I sit down with a consultant. He watches my work. says, Scott, we have to make some adjustments here. Um, you're losing your hair. Steve, I'm of course, folks don't know I'm completely bald, and now I'm a furly shaved head. At the time, at 25 years old, my hair is falling out. He says, you have two options. You can uh, go ahead and take the pills that will help you grow your hair, or you can go ahead and get the plugs. Wow. And the other thing you're going to have to do is uh, you're holding a, a sharpie, you're holding a pin. We're going to need you to put that away. It's it's very distracting. <laughs> at that point, at that point in time, Steve, I realized this is not the field I need to be marching on right. anymore. Because so, because um, your yeah.
0: your company, your radio, your television station, paid that yes. asshole money to come in <laughs> no. and tell you to take Rogaine and to put down the highlighter. Everything else you put into that job, all the yep. copywriting, all the editing, getting the shots, yep. interviewing players, oh, yeah. didn't mean shit. Oh, yeah. He was like, grow some <laughs> hair, Baldy, and put down the sh- the- this highlighter. Ridiculous. Yeah, all right, uh, Scott. Yes,
1: sir. Yes, uh, sir. It- it's-, it's one of my favorite stories that you tell. I really like it. All
0: right. Sounds like you're at a cattle auction down there in Houston, so I'll let you go.
1: I'm actually at a Houston Cougars basketball game, U of H Cougars University uh, basketball game this evening.
0: Go Cougs. <laughs> All right, buddy. Exactly. I'll talk to you again. See you, pal. You
1: bet. You bet. Bye-bye.
0: There you go. That's my boy, Scott Shirey, who uh, he came into my ecosystem. He came into my orbit because he was one of the guys that ponied up to come to Pinehurst at the last minute, you know, when I would actually ask people, I'm short. I I need somebody, anybody who can break 100. And Scotty really can't break 100. Not reliably, but, man, he loves golf. He's into it. Sharp dresser, has all the latest gear, all the latest clubs, totally into it. Bad golfer, has potential, but I love his enthusiasm and a great guy. And yes, used to be in television and said at one point, nah, I'm not going to do that. I think he uh, he does pacemaker implants or, or something with hearts. I forget exactly what, but it's, uh, it's a good business and I I'm happy that he is happy, but he's not happy about Tomlin. So we go from that to my friend, The Notorious. J-A-Y. Hello, Z- <laughs> <laughs> Hello,
2: Jaco This is going to be an all-time first. What's that? Because you are looking live at me at the University of Maryland Medical Center. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what? So we had a, that's why last night I was like, oh, yeah, something's, you know how you like you say something's off? Yeah, well, I was like, there was something off, and I went to the emergency room, and and uh, my blood front, my blood pressure was a little elevated. Okay, and they and they admitted me, and they were like, "You might have had a heart attack about a week ago." And I was like, "What? What? You wait, wait, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish." So they literally kept me overnight. Uh, I saw the doctor this morning. He was like, "Oh yeah, we got to transfer you to." university of maryland and you gotta you gotta get this and this and this and this and this well i don't i didn't have a heart attack
0: but, uh but but
2: they, they're they going to they're going to take care of the blood pressure thing but i didn't have a heart attack
0: what are you going to get this 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 and this
2: um i'm going to they're putting me on blood thinners by the way, you're literally listening while by, my nurse is in the room.
0: By, by the, the way. way, okay, cool. All right, you, you know I'm rolling on this right now, don't you? I know, I okay, know. Okay, fine. Yes. Okay, good. Just full disclosure. Yes. Okay. My nurse,
2: Marlena, and my other nurse, nice. Angela, they are both here. So they're yes. so they're
0: so they're not going to put anything physically into you. They're going to put you on meds. Right. Yes. Okay, good. That's what I thought. You know, I I have gone on recently blood pressure medication because I my blood pressure was through the roof about uh, two years ago. And if I get off this blood pressure medication, it'll go right through the roof. So really, I'm trying to enact healthy lifestyle changes, Jay. So maybe someday I can get off the medication, which is, of course, our dream. But then again, I hear from other doctors, yeah, half of America is on some blood pressure medication.
2: But it was – but I I didn't have, like – I had shortness of breath. That was the thing. Yeah. But I didn't have, like, my heart didn't clench up. I think my numbers,
0: I think at one point, and I got one of those, I finally went to the the drugstore to get a a machine because I could feel it. I was like, God, I feel like my veins are bursting. I think my blood pressure was something crazy, like 192.
2: Oh, my God.
0: Oh, yeah, I was on the edge of what they call a hypertensive crisis. Like 192 over 106 or something nuts like that.
2: Mine was last night. It was consistently one forty over, like one hundred.
0: Okay, so your lower number was high.
2: Yeah. But here's what's funny. So I went to patient first because I didn't know it was wrong, and when I got there, it was it was uh, one it was one fifty over over eighty, which is good. And then the doctor. Eh, Yeah, one fifty
0: is not great.
2: Well, that, that's normal. By
0: the way, <laughs> no, it's not normal. Yeah, yeah, I've got a yeah, machine. My machine says 125 over 75 is normal, or 125 over 80, or somewhere in that range.
2: I was just 136 over 70.
0: Okay. By the way, you're next on Blood Pressure Talk. For all yes. my listeners who are in their 20s Long story short, and 30s, you're like, Jesus, that. is this is this what happens when you get old? Oh, yeah, this is it <sighs> when you're 50 years old. It's a party, everybody. Well, good thing new- you? I'm doing fine. I'm sorry you're in the hospital, but yes, this is a first. So I guess your nurses don't want you to talk about Mike Tomlin or the Steelers, lest your blood pressure go back oh, through no, the roof
2: no. again. I my blood pressure will not go through the. I'm, I'm 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 not done, but. I'm just, you know, it's like you with the Redskins. It is
0: what it is. It, the standard is the standard. I just hung up the phone. I hung up the phone with my buddy Scott Shirey from Houston, who's a huge Steeler fan from birth, even though he lives in Houston now. And he has been on a anti-Tomlin tirade for quite some time. And Longer now than me? with, uh, I don't know. He didn't show me his receipt when he started to get get anti-Tomlin, but at this point, it's got to be frustrating. And and the Antonio Brown stuff is crazy. So what? What is going to happen now with Antonio Brown?
2: Well, you can't keep him. He's going to be a distraction. You can't keep him. But how much you're going to get pennies on the dollar for him?
0: And you can't get rid of him. The cap hit is going to be massive. It's, it's almost just, like the the divorce expression: cheaper to keep her.
2: But he's just going to be, you know, he's already a jagoff. And think about it: <laughs> that he's going to be a malcontent jagoff now. This is. <laughs> and, and by the way, this is what Tom. This is what Tomlin and breeds the, the Rooney. The, the Rooney's career. And by the way, can I also say nobody ever brings up the elephant in the room? Ben Roethlisberger has a hand in this too.
0: Uh, oh, it's been brought up. Oh, it I saw has. It, okay. I saw it brought up on Twitter, and he
2: never seems to get his hands dirty.
0: Well, people said, well, he ran off his offensive coordinator. He criticized Martavis Bryant. He. Called out his receivers, he did this, he did that. And people responded with A, Haley was a Jagoff who deserved to go. Martavis Bryant's an idiot who can't put the crack pipe down. Uh True. you know, all these things Ake do weed. have answers that crack, to them.
2: That like weed. Totally
0: different. Well, okay, whatever. <laughs> can't put down the bong. How about that? Okay. Yes. Whatever. The Kate you know, I get it that Big Ben is a source of irritation. In that locker diva. room. And he's diva. a diva. But here's the thing. Big Ben lets everyone eat. Let's everyone eat. You Steeler fans, and you've been there before with bad quarterbacks. You've seen them. You've had them. When Tom he's Maddox. when he's gone, ho, ho, ho. welcome to how the rest of us live, my friend.
2: Welcome to the Josh Dobbs era.
0: Yeah, boy. All right, so that said, Anything else about the Steelers now that it looks like Tomlin's staying, Antonio Brown might have to go. Who knows what's Oops. going to come out next?
2: Oh, Keith Butler's going. He's oh. the fall
0: guy. Oh, speaking of Keith Butler, how about him saying, yeah, Tyler Eifert's going to be a tough guy to cover when Tyler Eifert was on the injured Dude, reserve.
2: That right there should have got his walking papers right there.
0: Do you know how the Steelers covered it up?
2: I, I didn't see that.
0: It was an interview with an in-house reporter. For the Steelers that did, you know, like Steelers.com or something. Steelers wire. Yeah. Yeah. And so the in-house reporter fell on a sword and apologized, saying, I should have done more research. I shouldn't have led Keith Butler along that line of questioning. I think he just assumed that I was right and went along with it out of courtesy.
1: (laughs) That's how
0: they explained it. When you know damn well a D coordinator should be held to a higher standard than Stephen A. Smith. And that D coordinator should say gently, "I think you mean Tyler Boyd. Tyler Eifert, great player, but he's on IR. We don't have to worry about him this week."
2: Keith Butler is he's he's the one that's gonna he's the fall guy. Yeah, he has to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, him, well, him and the, uh, the special teams coordinator, Danny Smith, the gum chewing idiot, Danny Smith. You ever <laughs> seen that guy? Seeing
0: him, he was a Redskins special teams coach for a long time, and everyone said, "Oh, great guy." He's, he's a good coach, isn't he? And I kept saying, yeah, but we haven't made any plays on special teams. Yeah, but look at that gum, man. Look at him chew that gum.
2: If, <laughs> if you are over 50 and still a coach, don't. Uh, you can't chew gum if you're over 50? No, no, no. no. If you're over 50 and a special teams coordinator, doesn't that say something about your life? Bro, it's still
0: a better job than what most of us have. You're an assistant coach in the NFL. In fact, uh, my dream job is to be the get-back coach. All I do I, is push guys off the sideline. Get back, coach. Get back. Get back.
2: I remember Brian Mitchell saying, if you have a, 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 a D-line coach who's like 60, that guy is an idiot. That means he's really going anywhere else. Yeah.
0: But it's an old boys network. That's the thing. Just like with the fact that you had all these coaches, Bloodbath Monday. And you had like one GM job. Uh, come black, black,
2: black, 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 blah,
0: blah, Right, Ron Burgundy. Blah, blah, black. Okay. All right. Look, Steve Wilkes got a raw deal. I'll grant you that. But there have been white guys who have been run out on a raw deal. Mike Munchak won a playoff game in Kansas City last year. Fired. If Mike Munchak was black, we'd still be seeing marches. You know that.
2: I was I was thinking about this. So when you go from worst NFL coach ever. To best is Rich Cotite the worst coach ever? Is that where he's, you, is that
0: where he's up there? Les Steckle is up there. Steve Zorn. Spurrier is up there. Jim Zorn is up there.
2: Okay, so it's a lot of white coaches who were terrible.
0: Well, Ray Rhodes is terrible. He got one year in Green Bay. Out he went. Was,
2: was Ray Rhodes terrible?
0: Yeah, they went eight and eight that year with Favre. I
2: was saying, that was qualifies as terrible. terrible. Okay. All
0: right. Okay. Look, I'm, I'm all like... I'm all for helping protect the brother, but at the same time, Jay, we got to go back to the Curb Your enthusiasm bit. Oh, so you fired the black man? Black man can never do anything wrong. Let's be honest. Hugh Jackson deserved to be fired, and the fact that he's getting interviews again is crazy to me. But whatever. What Marvin. About Vance Joseph? Marvin. Marvin has had his run. Vance Joseph two years. Not really fair because they haven't figured out the quarterback situation. But he's getting interviews again. He, I would hire Vance Joseph again. And if you're going to hire black coaches, which I'm all for, Jay, you're going to have to fire these guys at some point because every coach gets fired except for Belichick.
2: I'm trying to think of all the black coaches who – did Todd Bowles deserve to be fired? He was dealt a raw hand. Yeah, but he got four years, right? Three. It was three or four years, but those four years, the worst hand ever. Okay. So you can't really blame him for that.
0: Uh, Doug Marone got two years in Buffalo. Gone. Don't we agree that Doug Marone
2: was a moron?
0: Uh, Doug Marone went to the AFC title game last year.
2: Okay. All right. Okay. I, 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 I don't know. Like, I, I, you know, Rob... I'm not arguing. I'm just, bringing up, I'm just bringing up counterpoints.
0: Jay, here's the thing. Black coaches are going to get fired. Plain and simple. Some of them are going to get raw deals.
2: They how's a... Jay Gruden keeping a job?
0: You know why? 'Cause when Dan Snyder or Bruce Allen says, Here's what we're gonna do, Jay says, Okay, that yep, sounds good. All right. Ugh. Go along hey, to get along.
2: Are you getting a new stadium by the way? That's my I was reading about that today.
0: No. Not okay. anytime soon.
2: Okay. <laughs> You're like, Okay,
0: I don't care. How are things Jay, in no, no. how are things in Baltimore, by the way, exciting?
2: Uh, They're talking Super Bowl now, (laughs) Zabe. Because this offense is something you can't prepare for, and it's a wild card. So getting ready for a Super Bowl run by the Ravens. I've heard that at least five times this week.
0: Okay. uh, I've been saying that maybe we have to rethink running quarterbacks in the NFL in light of Lamar Jackson. Until he gets killed. Well, what if he never gets killed?
2: Hasn't it shown that running quarterbacks, remember the quarterback uh, from Miami, from West Virginia, Pat White, remember that? He
0: he he was not a pro quarterback, and he was used as a wildcat quarterback when the wildcat was hot in Miami and didn't last more than like a season and a half.
2: I never, I've never thought a person got killed before in the football field until I saw that. I Here, thought Pat White was killed.
0: Okay, here's the thing. Cam's been killed over and over and over again. He's a big boy, Tim's though. 6'5", 260. Okay. Robert got killed because Robert ran like an idiot. Robert didn't know how to slide. Didn't know how to slide and ran like a track star and had this fake-ass tough guyism out of him. You know who's run the most, hasn't missed a game in his whole career, is Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Because he runs like a baseball player. He knows how to slide. He knows how to get out of bounds. Shorter, like, like, stockier Pat- legs, not Patty some Mahomes. long, gangly, Track star now, Lamar Jackson's sort of in the middle. He's not short and stocky, but he's also a better football player, I think. Than I, I RG3. saw him
2: standing next to uh, Raymond Anthony Lewis. He's bigger than Ray Lewis, really. Yes, he's like six three. Ray Lewis is like six foot. Don't you? I was shocked by that.
0: Don't you blaspheme in the house of Ray? Ray is not smaller than any man. No, no sword formed against me shall prosper.
2: Whatever that means. (laughs) Yeah, Ray had to Ray had to come and lay hands on Lamar so they would win on Sunday. Of course. The thinking. He's the you know he he's the reason for the season. uh,
0: (laughs) The thinking I believe might have to change about running quarterbacks. That if they're smart runners, and if they're good enough passers, because I think I think Lamar Jackson's a better passer than RG three. And I think he reads out defenses better than RG three. Doesn't read them out as well as Peyton Manning, may never do that. But you don't have to be perfect at everything. He is so slithery and so electric running it, it would terrify me playing against him, wouldn't it?
2: Because you're going to get a lot of a lot of crossing crossing routes behind linebackers. That's where his bread and butter is.
0: So what? Because you don't so eat you know, that bread, uh, butter that bread.
2: Oh, I'm saying no, that's good for him. He doesn't have to read a lot.
0: That's, it. But that's exactly how RG3 made out his first year. That was Robert right. They ran a play called Drift, Cooley said, that was pretty much a, a slant. And it was behind the linebackers, and it was wide open because Robert could run, and he scared the shit out of teams. And they had wide open holes for Alfred Morris, and that play was open all day, every day. And and uh, Pierre Garçon made a killing on Drift, something like 100 they, times that
2: year. And then got paid.
0: I need to get paid. But don't blaspheme old Pete Garcon. Pete Waiter, as I call him. That guy, one of my favorites. Tough as nails. Good route runner. Is he in San Francisco now? He is. He's been off and on hurt. I think he might be at the end of the line. Okay. Other big story we got to get to. Mean Gene Okerlund, gone. Super Dave Osborne, gone. Gone. And Daryl Dragon, the captain in Captain and Tennille, gone. Boom! 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 That's three in one day. The funk. my
2: buddy texted me and said, "Captain from Captain Antonio died," and I said, "You mean Daryl Dragon? Because <laughs> that's one of the greatest names ever."
0: And it was his real, Oak- It was his real name.
2: Yes, Mean Dean Oakland, one of the three. It's it's the three wise men: Gordon Soley, uh, there's a guy Lance Russell from Mid South, and Gene Oakland were the best in ring. Uh, I don't know, commentators. They were the best.
0: What was the the best thing to you about Mean Gene?
2: How he was funny. He could play along.
0: He was funny by playing the straight man.
2: Right. He He didn't take himself too seriously.
0: He never went for laughs. The laughs came to him by way of his staccato seriousness. That was the funny thing. He had all these preposterous wrestlers. He was interviewing, trying to do a serious interview, and and guys like Randy Macho Man Savage would be ranting like, "Yeah, yeah," and Mean Gene were like, "Okay, Macho Man, so you're gonna fight Hulk Hogan next week? What do you have to say to Hulk? Can he be all serious right. about
2: right. it?" I don't, I don't have, I don't have time for all your other stuff. I got an interview to do. Right, like he was a serious journalist. Yes. Oh,
0: God, he was the great. And there's no one that's been close to replacing him.
2: Uh, no, you're right. You're right. Now, you know, what, what are your thoughts on Super Dave Osborne?
0: Brilliant. early, early. Bob, early Bob Showtime
2: I'm... shows. Yeah. That was awesome, yes.
0: I only remembered him from Letterman early on. My family, not like yours, Jay, wasn't rich enough to afford cable and premium oh, cable like Showtime.
2: <laughs> but, you had a... You had a you had a garage, we had a carport. <laughs> so
0: so I remember him from Letterman, and what I loved about the super super Dave character was that he played it like a fake ass <laughs> superhero who was a chicken shit idiot. <laughs> it would get wiped out every time on these insane stunts, almost like if Evil Knievel was a real life guy and did all this stuff. That's what but he was like.
2: He would come out and he would be interviewed by Dave. And Dave would ask him an idiotic question, and he would have contempt yes. for a question that Dave asked him. That's
0: that's the thing. He had this arrogance about him. He he was, he was he had, like, an idiotic arrogance that was incredible. And that carried through to the Marty Funkhauser character. Are you okay there, Jay? You with us? I'm a, Don't go I on us, Jay! Don't leave sorry. us! Oh, sorry. I'm getting over <laughs> I over drinking dramatic. water. Okay. Uh, Marty so Funkhauser. the Marty Funkhauser character was great because – he was the one guy that would really give the needle back to Larry, whereas Jeff Garland in the series would always be like, Come on, Larry, and he just kind of roll over, you know? He never dug his heels in, or seldom did. <laughs> Meanwhile, Marty Funkhauser would always dig in on Larry. And he had this kind of, he was kind of mean, but you wanted to be his friend somewhere.
2: Marty Funkhauser's nephew who was a great pitcher until he started jerking off and then he <laughs> lost his <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes, exactly. Who thinks of that? Who thinks of that?
0: I don't know. Brilliant stuff. Rest in peace, Bob Einstein and Daryl Dragon of Captain and Tenille. I mean, mega hit. They were the '70s. That song, "Love Will Keep Us Together," one of the first things I ever remember hearing. I was seven years old in my parents' car, driving. Muskrat
2: love. Who doesn't love that song?
0: There's that as well. And he was just a a soft, lumpy, weirdo dude. Who got a bona fide piece of ass in Tennille. You think Tony Tennille?
2: She had a Dorothy Hamill haircut.
0: She did, but that was the style in the seventies, my friend.
2: Didn't she host Solid Gold?
0: I think so. That's right. You, you need to you need to Google search some uh, Tennille pictures while you're in the in the hospital. There, I <laughs> think she was a bona fide ten in the seventies,
2: looked... or okay, close. Jerry. You're overshooting me. You overshot your jumper on me. You're, in, the, in the words of Herman Boone, you're overcooking my grits now.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Maybe she was an eight?
2: <laughs> I'll give her a good six. She wasn't Linda Ronstadt. Ah, it was a 10. Six? Linda, Linda Ronstadt was a 10 in the 70s, in the
0: 70s. Okay. She, I'll give her as low as a seven, but that's as low as I can go. Very okay. pretty woman. Very pretty woman. Yes. don't, yes, she was. don't look up okay. the pictures of her as she aged because, like all of us, it doesn't. We've get, aged terrible. It,
2: it, yes. does, it
0: doesn't. Doesn't get any better. And why the captain hat? That's what I want to know.
2: Oh, I have to do some. I have to do a deep dive on Wikipedia.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm because we already here. had Captain Stubing. Why do we need two captains?
0: I guess he thought it was rakish and cool.
2: Okay. So it wasn't really. Out. It wasn't really. No. He never talked. He never talked.
0: Uh, I think you're thinking about Penn from Penn and Teller. (laughs) (laughs) Or Teller. I never can tell which one's which. (laughs) All right, Jay, uh, I'm going to save you an FTG for this week. I want you to get better. We need you to get better.
2: Oh, I'll be home tomorrow. I'm
0: fine. Okay. All right. All right. Any uh, any hot pick? Uh, Championship game, college football, who do you like? Alabama or Clemson? (laughs)
2: Are you a Dabo Sweeney fan?
0: Big time. Why?
2: Really, why? Why? Why are you a Devo Sweeney
0: Because he's he's Mr. Southern Rah-Rah. Man, we're all about these men, the brotherhood, and representing Clemson football just the way – you know, this program's come a long way with these men, and we are ready for the challenge.
2: I will you, give Clemson what – they, what they did was a great model. You have a stupid coach, and you surround him with the <laughs> best assistance money can buy. You and think, that's what they did. You think Davo's a dummy? Oh, Dabo's a – Remember his early uh, bowl games when he was getting beat like fifty-two to seven. Yeah, he's learned. That was, a, that was a moron. He's learned. But they, they, okay, but they gave but they gave him the best assistance and now he's great. He and the best assistance and and they have the best supports. there.
0: you're just hating and, him.
2: And they will they will lose by twenty-one.
0: Oh, to, they will lose by
2: twenty-one to Alabama.
0: Okay, all right. You don't believe in the big golden-haired freak? I do not. <laughs> he can spin it though. <laughs> And they'll be there for two more years. We could have Alabama, Clemson, seven in three years. How would you, Aren't you feel?
2: Really
0: sick of that? Uh, I don't know. There's like seven Fast and the Furiouses. I loved them all.
2: By the, by the way, do you want to tell UCF to go pound sand?
0: <laughs> UCF can go shut the fuck up. Thank sit, you. Exactly. Sit, sit in you. the corner and shut the and fuck shut up. shut up. Thank you.
2: Exactly.
0: Because if they played in the SEC, they wouldn't be that good. That be, said they have four losses. Right. That said, and this is the only counterpoint to that I have to always bring up, they would be recruiting with SEC Letterhead. And that would make a difference. But it still wouldn't close the gap entirely.
2: It would be Mississippi State. Okay. Right. Not great.
0: Right. Because these power programs, they're like battleships that have spent fifty years or more building up everything in their favor everything about their football culture to be massive battleships. And it takes this institutional commitment to say, we are going to be good at football. And UCF is so many years away from that. It's not like but, Gonzaga in basketball where you get 12 Saint good Mary. guys or St. Mary's and you're like, Hey, we're the little engine that could, you need a hundred dudes year after year after year. Good well, luck. Don't you on know
2: Maryland that. is about to be a national power. Yeah, we right. hired Mike last
0: hey, week? They beat Texas twice, and no. Texas oh. just rolled Georgia. That's what they're saying. Oh, and one more thing on the college front. Oh, what was I going to say? I just thought about it. Eh, the moment passed. But, yeah. All right, Jay. You'll think of it. I'll think of it. You'll, you'll think of it. You get better. Prayers up for Jayco, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week.
2: Bye-bye, Zay.
0: We'll close on this today. Ticket prices for the championship game are plummeting in college football. Get-in prices, according to Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports, hit $150 on Tuesday on StubHub. Experts say it should continue to drop. By comparisons, last year's get-in price peaked at about $1,700. Of course, that takes into account Georgia, big, rabid fan base, hadn't been there in many a year. Prices are trending lower than we've ever seen before, said SeatGeek.com's Chris Layden. Demand is down, and that's just part of it. The semifinal games weren't competitive, delivered comparatively low TV ratings, but the only thing that remained steady was complaints about the selection committee. But the only thing everyone agrees on now, says Wetzel, and this is no small thing, is that the two best teams are facing off on Monday, so thank God for that. Clemson coach Dabo Swinney said, it's clearly the two best teams. I mean, this is the way it should be. And yet, writes Wetzel, in what may be the ultimate embarrassment, the game could be played in front of some empty seats at Levi Stadium. Remember, San Francisco, not a college football mecca. So if ever there was a college football championship game that might fall short, where it's not warm weather, it's not in a dome, and it's not in southern fried football territory, this could be the year. That's a wrap for today. Thanks for listening. Get the Zabe Cast app. It's handy. It's useful. It's free. Subscribe to our premium edition, Football Five Ways Friday. We will have an extra bonus episode of Steakhouse Confidential that we'll post on Friday. And remember, podcasts are the future. They're like Netflix for your ears. Email me with topics and suggestions at zabe at yahoo.com. Now get on out there and go live your best life, and we will see you tomorrow. The season has now come and gone, but don't beat yourself up if you missed it. It's still a great time to get in on the action with my bookie. You missed the 41 record bowl games to bet on, but we still have the national championship game, Jan 7, and that one's going to be a monster. It still is the most wonderful time of the year, and with the NFL playoffs coming up, oh yeah, you're going to want in. Make sure you are ready for the daily action by signing up at my bookie today. They pay fast when you win. They're all about good customer service and they have some wild props, which are always fun to bet where you bet is as important as who you're betting on. And if you want to make money, you got to go to my bookie. I've dealt with them all season, but don't take my word for it. Check them out yourself. You'll be satisfied. Join now. My bookie will offer a 50% deposit bonus. To make sure you've got a nice bankroll to start 2019, use promo code ZABE when you deposit to activate the offer. That's promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha Bravo Echo. At my bookie, you play, you win, and you get paid.